There's a lot going on in sports and in movies, and thankfully, we're here to break it all down for you. So, Zach and Mike, you want to start with uh, some reviews of some films you guys have seen? or Yeah, well, okay, so last weekend, I watched a movie I hated twice. Uh, the movie was called Army of the Dead, and it was uh, so bad I needed to watch it a second time with Michael to really, to really unpack it. Mm-hmm. And the premise of this movie... Sounds, I'm not going to say, like, you, you can't go into it expecting it's going to be, you know, great, high art, whatever. It's going to be, it's a fun, stupid premise, and the movie didn't deliver on being fun at all. It's called uh, Army of the Dead is the movie. It's Zack Snyder's new movie. And because of everything being so weird, uh, Netflix is releasing a movie a week. Every week for the entirety of the summer. This was, I think, the first one that like they're opening their their summer, whatever the summer blockbuster season is this year. That's how they're opening it. So, you want to chat about Army of the Dead a little bit, Mike? Yes. Well, with the luxury of the podcast, we can uh, go into this movie more so than it probably deserves to be talked about. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, not like I ever had high hopes for a Zack Snyder movie, but. Uh, he did Dawn of the Dead, and that was arguably his best movie. So I was just hoping for maybe some either a scary movie or a funny movie, which this movie looked in the trailer like it could be both, and it delivered on neither of those. It was basically a zombie heist movie that made no sense. <laughs> Can I just cut in for a second? Was yeah. anybody any a star? Was it built around one person, or was this all just yeah. actors you know, but... When you see them, but you don't know their names, or whether these were all just like your basic. I'd say the only star. Well, actually, there's a funny story. The only real, st- the person that was kind of built around was Dave Batista. Oh, he, okay. You know, you you know. Oh, yeah. I know the wrestler. Yeah, yeah the wrestler. Marvel. He's movies, he's Drax right, in the Marvel right, movies. Right, yeah. Right. Okay. Me and Michael, and you can jump in, Mike. Both agree that none of the actors are to blame for this god awful mess. It's really, it's just, the the two words I used to describe it are tonal nightmare. You, you think that it's going to be, okay, zombie heist movie. We all love a heist movie. Right. I, it's one of my favorite kinds of movies, the Oceans movies, right, anything right. with a good heist. Okay. And then a zombie movie, if you're doing it with a zombie heist movie, you can have some fun with it. You know, you're stealing some stuff. It's, you, you got that, those two aspects. It could really work out. So the premise was good. It's just it Good didn't live premise. up to the premise or the, the writing was bad, but the acting was... The writing was bad. It was too dark for what it was. Right. Like, you could do a deep zombie movie if you wanted to. Like, that's been what The Walking Dead has been for the past, you know, 36 seasons, it feels like. But it's another example of a really good trailer and a terrible movie. Like, the trailer seems very fun. Like, they're having some fun with it. It's an inherently silly idea, a zombie movie, anyway. Right. Like, And also, living through a pandemic, you realize how stupid the idea of a zombie actually is. <laughs> um, but after all that, we're just like fatigued and you want something fun, you can turn your brain off. And they took this idea and made it really, really dark and unnecessarily dark. And that's a word that, you know... Mike, we can talk about, they, they say a lot with Zack Snyder, like his stuff is dark. This is one thing that 
actually has some real dark implications in a stupid, stupid, I cannot say enough, stupid story. So, what has he directed before or written before? Well, one of the things he's most notable for is like the DC Universe. He does a lot of the newer Batman movies that you've seen, like Batman vs. Oh, okay. Superman and Man of Steel and all that. Not the Christian Bale Batman. No. The ben the... Affleck Batman. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so that's a. He always kind of goes with the darker tone. Like he has Batman, for instance, like kill in his movies, which Batman usually never does. And he has Batman like brands people and stuff. But always people kind of hailed it as being like just unnecessarily dark for no reason. Did you see 300? Oh, yeah. Dad? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So 300. With Gerard Butler? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he did that. All right. That was a good movie. Well, yeah, 300. I'd say that he's done three movies I really like. I like 300 is a movie that you can, you watch, you really didn't see anything like it before that time. Right. It was It was interesting. It was really inspired by the Frank Miller comic, and it looked exactly like that. So 300 was great. He started out with a remake of Dawn of the Dead, which is another zombie movie. It was like his first movie, but he didn't write it. He didn't write it. Uh, this really good uh, writer and director now, um, James Gunn, wrote it. So that's a movie that tonally is scary and is directed really well, and it's it's good. So that was his first movie, 300. And then he did, um, this is like kind of like comic book movie sacrilege, but he really did a version of The Watchmen, which is a dark comic book, not Batman, that I really, really liked. So those are three good movies. Then he kind of... After that, nothing really landed for me. The Watchmen, didn't they do that on HBO too? Was that like a series they they did? Was he involved in the series of that? or He wasn't involved in the series because that was based off the comics more like it's oh, a sequel okay. to the comics and both things the original comic writer hated so i mean do with that what you will alan okay. moore seems like he's angry about everything all the time okay um so this movie just oh man th there's so the premise is this is how stupid it is the movie opens with an, a military convoy four trucks called the four horsemen so symbolism they're they're driving the okay just i'm sorry for one second the movie is two hours and 45 minutes long the movie's damn near three hours and it could have been done in an hour and a half yeah there's there's nothing in it that needed that extra time scenes go on forever so it's like a scorsese film it's 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 like a Scorsese film, but like it's you know length. the dialogue and the music and the stuff right. that you like it. Cut all that out. Cut all that out. Take all that the meat out of it. Take all the meat out of it and put just terrible pacing scenes that go on forever. There's seriously, the movie opens with like two soldiers driving this Humvee, talking about like what do you think we're carrying, and it goes on and on. And on. It's terrible. And then this super, like, you know, like, military convoy. Another, like, movie trope that I hate is, like, this couple, like, they're on their honeymoon in Vegas. And she starts doing something to him in the car. And then the car hits the military convoy oh, and blows up in this explosion that you've... In the desert. In the desert. Like, an explosion that you've never seen and guys spoilers uh, um, 
zombie breaks out of that, and then your movie starts, and it starts attacking Las Vegas. Whoa, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that brings in the oceans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But the you oceans could, eleven movie. So you could you think that you could have like the fun oceans eleven movie. The only interesting bit is the first ten minutes, right, Michael? Yeah, they they breeze through like the whole so the zombie whatever thing that's definitely created by the government that they also don't ever talk about or that's like that's something they just put in there that they're just like all right so this is it. he's just like a super zombie, but so that and the rest of the military that he like turns, they go to Vegas and then the ten minutes is just like a big kind of war of Vegas of, like, all the residents trying to get out and a bunch of military doing a bunch of stuff that makes no sense. Like, when you have the whole place surrounded, you're sending in paratroopers that are literally in scenes flying in and then just getting caught by zombies and then just turned. So none of the any of that makes any sense. But even that is the coolest part of the movie because they show you them bombing and all this stuff and how they kind of make a big circle quarantine zone around Vegas. And that's like, there's the whole thing for zombies is just, let's just put them in a ring then. So they're just kind of there. Yeah, they, they don't, they, 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 they develop a quarantine zone around Las Vegas and Las Vegas is essentially the strip. Like, so yes. they build a quarantine zone around the strip. The it, like yeah, the opening looks cool, but like if you go into it at all, like nothing makes any sense at all. Like the military's response to this is completely ridiculous. Like yeah, we'll drop paratroopers in the center of all this. I was thinking about one thing, Dad, and we'll bounce back to this, but um, I buried the lead. Ghost is in this movie, Dad. Really? From Omar Hardwick. Omar Hardwick from Power is in this movie. And I mentioned him and now. he can't even save the movie. Omar Hardwick, <laughs> again... He every, is probably one of the best parts of the movie, which, again, we will say, the actors are not at fault here, but... It, is he a, a military personnel, or is he no, a PA at that, one of the <laughs> hotels? Well, that or, opens an interesting thing, because most... So, like, basically, then... Las Vegas gets taken over. It's the strip. They bomb it, and then, like, the military bombs it a ton with napalm and carbon bomb shit, and then they just block it off. And then, from what the audience feels like, four months maybe goes by, but through character conversations, they mention it's been years. But essentially, which again, now they're talking about like their plan for this is to then the military wants to just nuke Vegas to get rid of all the zombies. And again, which is something to me, it's like whatever your plan would have been, don't you think it wouldn't have taken you like six years, like what they're kind of saying to do any of this? But so that's just that's just some, again, poor writing. But basically, there is a vault in Vegas that has $200 million in it. And this guy who owns the vault and already got reimbursed for the money is like, hey, not military, not mercenaries, not trained killers, not anything. He gets a group of people. Well, not even a group. He gets Dave Batista, who is just a burger chef. And At this point yes. in the movie, they opens... He's you, flipping burgers. You he's don't really know burgers. what he did before then, but there also is like no ever mention of military like in his like 
yeah. before this. So there, he just gets survivors of, like, I guess you would call it the Battle of Vegas. Just random civilians who were able to grab guns, fight their way out of Vegas, and survive. His plan is, I'm going to get this guy. And then he can get anybody he wants, that guy being Dave Batista. then he can get anybody he wants to then help him to do this zombie heist in Vegas where you're going to go and get me my $200 million back. It's like if Steve Wynn says, I need you to go into... But he's... but. He's already been reimbursed by the government for the two hundred. So he just wants to make another two hundred million. Yeah, which and I guess everybody's thinking well, about. Well, well, yeah. What? What? Yeah. This, of course, is just a false flag because there is, of course, another there's, bigger there's reason. Some, there's some. There's twist. something else in that safe that he wants. Well, <laughs> again, the movie. Okay, so so like I said, the first ten minutes of it are awesome because you establish all of your characters in this montage. Right. And they are just like normal people and how they survive. And if you can turn your brain off and go, how'd they build that ring around Vegas? How were they able to keep everything in? Why didn't the military just continue to bomb that place continuously? Right. Well, they're you bombing know. it with napalm and things like that. But there's people living in the city at this time? You well, can Sort of. Yeah, because you can so see... So nobody's like, got like... Again, the movie doesn't care about making it make sense. Okay. So, like, okay. for a couple of seconds, you the see hospital's like, got to be overrun if you've got people being bombed. Which, and... again, is another good point, but is never, ever, like, addressed. This is, like, again, in a 10-minute montage of just somehow everybody who was going to survive or whoever gets out, everybody who's not, they just block in with just not even anything. This three stories of, yeah. sto- of cargo, like, crates. Theoretically, the biggest threat that's ever hit the planet, the, the the government and the military solution is, well, we'll just put three layers of storage containers around it and build a, a, a wall. And then out, like, not even outside those walls, connected to those walls on the other ends are, like, refugee zones. So it's, like, the people who they got out of Vegas now... The movie, again, Tonal Nightmare. So you have, like, we're talking about refugees. We're talking about camps. Right. There's people, and I'm not saying this to be inflammatory, they talk about people getting raped in these camps. In a zombie movie where two minutes ago you saw a guy doing a Liberace impression get torn apart by zombies. It's like, your brain's going like, what, what? What's going on here? Like, this is not... Because also, they, like Zach was saying, they establish their characters by the montage, but they also focus their time on a bunch of characters in the montage who don't survive the montage. Who, yeah, they, they, they don't live through the ten minutes. They, they set up this one character who's like this super badass. It's like awesome, only to have them crushed by one of the storage containers coming down during the montage. Which, yeah, so you don't get any character development, basically. For, no. for, it's no. just like, they just threw a lot of stuff against the wall and whatever stuff they went stuck. with. But yeah. nothing stuck, yeah. basically. Omari Hardwick's character in the montage. Omar. Uh, yeah, Omar yeah. Hardwick. I'm sorry. You see him, he's got this like big, it's like the jaws of life. He cuts somebody out of a car, then he cuts a zombie in half, and they literally hard cut to like a picture of him graduating from college with like his doctorate in uh, um, philosophy. But that never comes in. He never does anything philosophical. (laughs) And then you don't know why it's like, we need this guy for a heist. Except for the fact that he's got 
the jaws of life. <laughs> right. he's just, Somebody that and can with cut that through introduction safe. too of his character, he has the jaws of life, and then him and this badass woman go around trying to cut people. Like in that one scene, it makes sense. He has the jaws of life. They're going around to cars that are trapped. They're trying to cut people out and save them. And again, so he has the jaws of life. And I will spoil this now. <laughs> they make it a giant point. Because that is only in the first 10 minutes. They make it a giant point for the rest of the movie that that is like his toy, basically. he His character always needs to carry it. His character needs it on him at all times and all this. And they never... He never uses it again in the movie. He no. cuts one zombie in half in the start of the movie in a montage, and he never uses it again. Now, we've all been to Las Vegas. Imagine now you're going back in. You're going back into Las Vegas, and because this movie is so stupid, they have to carry on their backs a tank of gasoline. They've got their weapon, and then they've got this... It has to be a, over 100 pounds gigantic saw that he's carrying Damn around well. in the desert. And you are right, it is Omari. It, That's my bad. Forgive okay. me. Forgive me for that. I, I totally messed that up. I, well, and I know. lose my power uh, pin there. No, for... you will never lose that power <laughs> yeah, pin. I, 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 that was bad on my part. But go ahead, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. No, no, there's always, always times for retraction. Always so, for, forgiveness, yes. He has to forgive me for that. Go ahead. So, so he's got all of that just walking through the desert and he never uses it because... Again, the movie would be cool if it was the opening of the movie for the entirety of the movie. Like, it's yeah. like seeing people get out of Las Vegas. You can have some fun with it. They set up this idea of there's, like, a, a young guy, YouTube young guy. He's probably my age. He looks like he's 30, but he's right. supposed to be, like, a Michael's age YouTuber that, like, would film himself killing zombies, getting out of Las, Las Vegas, which... You know what, after living through a, a dark pandemic where people were just making jokes about it the whole time, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a zombie pandemic and people that, was the most, that was the most believable part of the film is that somebody would try to become like a streamer off of zombies and just being like, oh, this is me, just live streaming, killing zombies every day. Like, like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Like that felt, like there's, there's some funny, interesting things in this. Right. So all of the good that we've just talked about is seriously 10 minutes. And then this movie goes on. For two, two hours, hours and 35 minutes beyond that. And it is dark. It's dumb. It's... Oh, like God. we were like we were saying before with the... that that There's a badass girl who's going around trying to get people out of cars. She then has like a daughter with her. And they are literally about to escape. And then she gets grabbed. And then so the daughter's thing is, oh, well, I want to die with my mom. And then... Boom, immediately they get crushed by the uh, the thing that the cargo thing's sealing them in. So that is already in the movie that, again, Zach is saying there's a Liberace thing. You have zombie, you know, uh, Elvis impersonators walking around. It's supposed <laughs> to be funny. And then out of nowhere, mother and child instantly get murdered. And you're like, okay, that's a weird way to end the montage. And you'd think, oh, is this mother and child connected to Dave Batista? No. Is this his wife and daughter? No. They're just people that you see go They're through this random people horrible that they... arc of, like, you're getting out of Vegas, we're going to do this. They establish a kid just to die in the first ten minutes, which I don't think... They also show that kid getting saved in the beginning, and that's the whole movie. It's like, you know, kids getting saved only to die a more horrible death. I don't. I don't want that. In a movie. But this was something you guys were looking forward to see 
like the or Based you on the just, trailer I was in, I was hoping to see a funny zombie like movie that I think, like or, I, yeah. I don't need like it I didn't need it to be zombie land where its whole thing is meant to be funny I didn't need it to be Dawn of the Dead where its whole thing is meant to be like kind of just grim and scary but it tries to do an in between of that that takes the worst parts of both movies okay imagine dead everything that you like about Ocean's 11 right. all like that we need to build a team each person has a thing right. there's a little bit of humor but you wouldn't call it a comedy all that take all that out and just there's a safe in vegas we have to get into that's the so there's no character build up of why why this guy why that guy because you said dave batista's flipping burgers but we don't know his but he has a military pass but we don't really no, we know don't, he doesn't well, we don't, that's even why i know that he has a that's even why it's worse you established the characters only to the first you only know as much as the characters that it shows you in the montage and so I guess you're supposed to led to believe that they survive Vegas once they could do it again. That's why this dude wants them. And so I even want to like skip ahead more in that because so this guy who owns the hotel or the, the, the casino and he had already gotten reimbursed for his money once and he goes and tells Dave Batista who and this is just a little side note. Anybody today couldn't pick out the owner of a, a casino or yeah, whatever yeah, on the street. We but there is yeah. an amazing moment where Dave <laughs> yeah. Batista, like, this dude walks into a shop and he's, like, starstruck. He's like, oh, my God, that's the guy who owns, like, a, you know, a hotel or whatever and a casino and a resort and all this. And then and that's in one scene. It seems like Dave Batista is meeting his idol. And then in the very next scene when he's like, okay, yeah, I need you to build a team. Just get back to me. Dave Batista like, calls him up and is like, you know, I didn't want to say yes for you, but... I would do it for me. Like, I really need the money, blah, blah, blah. So it's like you establish that your character loves him and then also hates this guy who he's just met yeah, and he doesn't want to do this for, but will do it for himself. <laughs> Again, it would be like if if the owner of the Bellagio walked in here right now, we right. would be like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah we're all Mr. like, Mr. Bellagio. <laughs> Mr. Bellagio, right, right, Thank you so much for being but here. Oh, also- I'm putting me on this death mission <laughs> but then thank you for choosing me for the death mission but also i'm not doing it for you because i don't like you how much has he know. promised so like, here's uh, the great the great aspect dollars yes yeah well you're gonna get like a million <laughs> he gets 50 million and then the movie for no reason and mike you can w- jump in at any time he's like you can get 50 million 50 million dollars establish your crew and give them whatever amount of money that you want so it's like he then divvies up this money, like so. Out of ridic- his fifty, he's got to pay yes. off. Yeah, like Omari Hardwick and this woman who's or is she involved? There has to be a like. There's I, a few women brought this woman in, woman that goes around saving people. To well, that you think? No, she's dead, dead. Oh, she's she's dead. Dead. oh I'm they sorry. They establish she's... another woman randomly in this opening oh, okay. too. That's like does another thing with a car, and that's the one he gets. So oh, they, okay. they've already established three people. Two of them die, and then another person comes in, like, let's say, minute seven. They die by zombie? Die by zombie, or getting crushed by 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 storage container. Storage containers. Wow. So really, of all the crew, I'm just thinking, of all the crew that Dave Bautista brings in, the opening montage only establishes two of them. It establishes Dave Bautista, it shows him getting out, and it shows him... In this, like, trying to be emotional scene where he has to kill his wife because she's turned. And then his daughter sees that. And his daughter's like, oh, no, like, you shouldn't have killed her. Maybe there would be a cure, blah, blah, blah. And she's all distraught. And so he has to, like, carry her out. So you get, like, Dave Batista, And then you see Amari's uh, character of him, Jaws of Life, with this other woman who instantly dies with her daughter. And Omari basically gets out, too. You see that. 
But everybody else in the montage either is dead or never shows up again. So you get this crew of like eight diff eight or nine different people. I can't even tell you how many people are in this crew theoretically. Because they also consistently add more people and then divvy up people and subtract people. Like you have Dave Batista, I feel like recruits three people himself. The guy who owns the hotel, or that I keep saying hotel, the casino, he brings in one guy of his own. Then Dave Batista also recruits his daughter, who then his daughter recruits a woman, who then that woman recruits a guy. <laughs> and then so Dave Batista really just is like, I'll so just. So nobody knows anybody really. They're, they're no. just like no. thrown together. It's not nobody. like there's a friendship of like Omari no. Hardwick, which I'll say Omari again to get it right. <laughs> like, so it's not like, okay, Dave Batista, Omari Hartwick, this woman that they has survived, not gotten killed for like these other two in the first. So there's, and, and his daughter yeah. also. But none of them. Like, does Omari Hartwood bring in, hey, I got a friend? No, no. but they get this the guy YouTuber who's a YouTuber. Yeah. Brings in two people. Two people. One of whom, the only character that has sense in the movie. Yes. Is, so, he, so the YouTuber guy brings in a guy and a girl. Right. And, like, they do, like, their Ocean's Eleven explaining the plot scene, like, what the heist is, which is terrible, too, the way they do it. It's so boring, the way they explain the heist. I wouldn't get into that. But they, so the other guy's like, oh, so the whole point of this is we're going back into the area filled with zombies? I'm out. <laughs> and he just walks out of the movie, and he's the only character that's got any sense. And he's in the never, movie. <laughs> never been. He's never shows up again. It's not like a big thing, which is is great. He is the smartest character with most sense. He is like you, and he's a YouTuber. No, he's a friend this is, of this the is YouTuber. How, yeah. Oh, he's a friend of the YouTuber. How, how light the plot is that we can't even. I, he's the friend of a fr- a friend of a friend is a character in this movie. So, like, wow. you see them for a second, and they're out. And uh, the great thing is, because we mentioned the YouTuber brings two people. He brings a guy and a girl, and the guy instantly is just like, this is the dumbest. He, The guy is basically being the audience for a moment. He's like, this makes no sense. This is the dumbest plan ever, and you're going to get money that wouldn't be worth dying for at this point, right. this amount. Because, also, before I even go further, so Dave Bautista, yes, he is offered, he knows that there's $200 million in the vault. He's right. only offered fifty million, and he has to divvy up his fifty million between anybody he brings. To be a person who is not in the military, not a you know a trained killer, anything. He's just strong. So you're like, all right, I want you to go in. So immediately, that is, I guess, enough for him to be like, yeah, we could do this. I could, yeah. I could do that. So. He's going in for a very small amount of money, and then he brings on people for an insanely small amount of money. That YouTuber, yeah, the was YouTuber, offered only what fifty thousand. I think it's fifty thousand dollars. And we were talking about Michael that people on YouTube now, which is it's kind of crazy to me, like yeah. through different ways, either through ads on YouTube, can make you can make yeah, you really. can make fifty. There's guys that I love on YouTube that like you can give money to them, but there's. Just the ads that come up on their thing, they're making like a million a year. Easy. So, And that's a low-end person on YouTube. So a guy who the movie establishes is like, oh, this is a big guy on YouTube. <laughs> he wouldn't Wait, have to do this. You're going to, though, break in and say to somebody after, and you're going to steal $200 million. He's going to be with you taking it out and saying, I'm only going to give you 50 but yet I'm going to load up a truck or whatever they're taking this out in. There, oh, There's oh. so much more to get into with that, which is great. Dad, because but, there is no 
but I'm gonna risk way. everything for fifty grand when there's two hundred million. Like, why do I even have to go back to the owner of the hotel then? I kind of want to watch because he owns a hotel casino with you. you know now. I mean? Like, why can't I just we take the two hundred million and drive out? You know, so go. The movie doesn't even care because here's the stupid thing. There's a there's a random helicopter on top of the casino. That's so the, the only reason they know about it is because it's the casino owner's private helicopter. What we left there. If that's the case too, which they say in the movie, it's insane because the helicopter, not to get in the weeds with helicopters, Go ahead. it's a Huey helicopter. So it's it's a helicopter from the Vietnam War. It's like the most <laughs> iconic helicopter you'll ever right. see. And they talk about how big of a piece of shit this helicopter is on the top of the building. So you're telling me the guy who owns the casino's got a, uh-huh. a a Vietnam era helicopter with no doors on it that they Just, talk about? That's their out. That's, that's their how out. they're gonna get out. But there's no gas in it for no reason because if you've got a helicopter on top of a building, you would have never thought to keep it gassed up. Or like. <laughs> You didn't escape with the helicopter during the zombie apocalypse that happened there. Yeah, you got so, out some other way. So who would have been draining this helicopter of fuel? Of fuel, yeah. But what you have a question before? Yeah, we there was a, a character called Cru- the woman was one of the women was called Cruz in it. Yes, yeah. She was in power for two seasons. She played a drug dealer in power. Uh, power connections. Her her it, name is her her name is Ana de la Reguera. Ana de la Reguera. Is and she I'll, the girl that doesn't know how to kill zombies? Who instantly kills zombies? Uh, Let's this is her. oh yeah no she's the she's she the, plays the love interest. The, 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 yeah, the love interest of who? David Dave Dave Batista. Batista. Well, yeah. So I that, want. Yeah. Oh God, there's like so Dad. Dave, I'm yeah. sorry. There's I could go on this movie for two and a half hours. Yeah, I, I hate this movie two. so much. No, I'm just saying, but there's it's so fun. I was just looking up the cast to see yeah, it, and yeah, I'm saying, yeah. wow, this girl looks really familiar. She was in, Goli- she did Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton, uh, the, his TV show, and mm-hmm. then she was in, I uh, said, man, she looks, she was in Power. She played two, so maybe Omari said, hey, I'm going to do a really bad movie, and Omari, I said it again, forgive me. I, I Yeah, I just... I, I, again, too, we're, we're trashing this movie. Not a single actor in this movie is bad. They are doing their level best to try to make with yeah. the crap they were given. And they're trying to make chicken uh, salad out of uh, the, chicken shit. shit yeah, exactly. They here. really, okay. really. Um, so even we've talked about this movie now almost for like 25 minutes and we're still in like how terrible like the first probably half an hour of the movie it's like we're pacing ourselves with the movie so like well i just want to ask like one thing before and i'll go so there's people in las vegas well nobody's in anymore it's just zombies it's they, just zombies. But they, these people they are on the outs on the outside looking in the vegas so there's no casino there's there's like they've Batista, where is he flipping these hamburgers? I yeah, they don't they, say he's he's probably in like Nevada somewhere. Yeah, Nevada somewhere. Okay, but Las Vegas, as we know, with the city, the Strip is it's all run by zombies. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. But so, and, but but the money but it is would be in like, the safe in the in is the, in the safe in in, in the, the biggest casino zone. in yes. And okay, okay. and the, what was it? The Olympus Hotel. They called that's what it? they called. They called it the Olymp. Well, there's again. This is how stupid there's. There's the Olympus Hotel where. So there's like a zombie hierarchy in this movie. Oh, so the nicer the hotel, the better. Yeah, which is like so. Yeah, so like the the guy, the zombie that starts this all, 
is like a thinking smart zombie. One, smart zombie, which is a whole bunch of other crazy shit they established that he sets up in another hotel. So he's in this hotel called the Olympus, which is like across the strip, and then there's another hotel where the heist is. Where they have to go in. So there's no MGM. These are all made up. There's no MGM. There's the no only Caesars, one that Bellagio. You see and I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm no. sorry. For Mickey. real, that like they they establish and like there's parts of it is the Paris, okay, and the New York, New York because there's like the Statue of Liberty, right? And you see that, but yeah, no, like and the Eiffel yeah. Tower from the Paris. Yeah, they right, make yeah. a point in the in the beginning to show the Paris, like the Eiffel Tower falling when they have the whole big battle. Oh, and wow. I think it's really funny when they show because apparently this is like again, it seems as if it's only a month after they take over Vegas and then block it off. But through character conversation, they mention it's been years since they've had Vegas under control and just blocked off of zombies. So like. You see these, like, the they have the fake pyramid that's built in there, and it's oh, just yeah, the mirage, totally, yeah. the mirage, it's totally just, like, destroyed and dilapidated and all this shit, and it's like, but why did that happen if it's zombies in there? It's like, it's like if zombies were at the top of it just ripping it apart. It makes no sense why that's destroyed, but and that's just more, yeah. this is more me really nitpicking, but so you get... So Dave Batista has this crew where he's he knows he's only gonna get a tiny amount of the like a quarter of what this guy would get for basically just owning the money already. Right. And he's divvying that up between people. And there's people who are doing it. Like I said, this YouTuber for fifty thousand dollars, which and he would have had to split it between his two friends. Because he says I'm paying these two people out of pocket. So he establishes the two people he's bringing in. He's also paying. So these people, none of them have business sense at all. Like, I'm going to risk my really? life. Not a single person in there would even... I, none of this would make any... Even if it was just Dave Batista getting $50 million, I wouldn't want to do it. I'd be like, so you're going to get $150 million for just doing... And so the way they have it, again, is the quarantine zone... They have for really no reason because, again, it's been years since they've had it blocked off. But essentially, it seems like survivors of Las Vegas who they aren't sure are turned or not because they always they almost did like a covid thing because they have everybody is subject to random temperature checks. And if your temperature is too high, too they, low or too, too low, low, they throw you into the fucking zombie zone with all the other zombies. I, so I can't, you I might can't have even, a like a low grade fever or yeah. something and you're put into the. Oh, my goodness. So, so the, the movie establishes all that stuff. And you want to know who's in this movie in a, in a cameo? Sean Spicer and Donna Brazil have a debate in this movie <laughs> about the and efficacy. I'm like, what is this? They What's have going? A, they have a debate about the efficacy of nuking the the city of Las Vegas years after it's been under control, and now to what the public knows, are ninety percent of the zombies are all just either dead or decaying. Because Which in, made me had to agree with Sean Spicer in a movie <laughs> where Sean Spicer's like, we should bomb him. I'm like, yeah, we should. All right, Sean. The no, one why thing would you, would you like? On. So, is there another Vegas being built somewhere else? So, no. all these people, like that, there's millions have been lost. People out of oh, this, dead this or, movie does not. So we're not care going about into the, any of that. The death like, toll. The, the death toll. No, no, no. So, if you don't care about the death toll, why wouldn't you then just bomb? Or flamethrow or whatever you because zombies will die with. And the, again, that is a debate that is had in the first probably. Like, why do we care? Because these people aren't alive. They're exactly. zombies. 
It's not like we're going in and like what they're doing to somebody you said with a low grade, or their temperature is low. They're putting them in with zombies and they might be fine. So they're basically putting people to slaughter. But that would have that would have been a more interesting movie because what they say is, and again, it's in a line for literally 0.2 seconds. One one character says that. You know, basically, they're using this as, like, anyone who's speaking out, they say, well, defiance is the first trait of the... Or erratic behavior is the first trait of this zombie thing, which, again, you can't connect these dots because if you get bit, like, the... The period of you going from a normal person the incubation to the period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about like five minutes because, again, in the story. <laughs> or the st- three days because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one will, character spoiler. Yeah, we will talk about, I feel like, that more at the end. But there is a character who seemingly survives like five days totally fine with being bit. But when you start the movie, the alpha zombie, I'm just going to, for like sake of it, there's like the king zombie. Yeah. When he bites you, like, the main one who started it all, you turn into, like, what they call an alpha. You're stronger, you're faster, you have heightened senses, you're better than them in every way, like, as a human or whatever. But when an alpha bites you, which those alphas are ones that are bit by the king, they just turn you into a normal zombie that they called shamblers. So you're just, like, a normal, whatever, run-of-the-mill, like, zombie. So only the ones that the, the king bites... Are, but like in the movie does, when he this, I don't I don't want to is this, is this the king that lives in the Olympus Hotel yes yeah okay, he like so he I'm becomes sorry. like the leader this is like his his thing and they call he's it surrounded like his, by his yeah. myriad of alpha of, y- yes men yes. and women basically yes. and but so, they're only allowed in this hotel oh well, not I mean like, is there like a a pass you have yeah to have well, to get? yes you this, laugh this is how stupid this movie is. The- there is a character in this movie who's a coyote, you know, where you can basically bring people in and out of Vegas. Right. Again, another interesting idea is you've got these people in the camps. They're desperate to get out of the camps. This woman will break you into Vegas. They'll crack open um, like a one-armed bandit. You can get money from it, which none of them have money in them anymore guys it's all digital when you go to vegas you get a right. slip but anyway right. you know so she'll crack that up and you can buy your way out so that's that again would be a more interesting story than this movie but she somehow is like an expert on zombie culture when they bring her in like it's not like a military intelligence person who's been studying this forever or anything like that it's just some random lady who's like well they've got it's if this one bites you like she just dumps all this exposition on you like how would this person know this how would this person know and she all even of this like weird... says she even says like oh well i don't I, they're like because it gets to a point where then they're breaking in and then she like just immediately offers up someone to be sacrificed to the zombies like this guy who was kind of established to be like a rapist which yeah. again we, it, it, they established this person to be like a rapist in this camp of migrants and uh, you know whatever, just just people trying to get out, and they introduce him just so you don't feel bad about him being offered up to slaughter. So she just immediately offers this guy up to the zombies to be killed, and then after all of that, they like these two like zombies come take him, and then they're like, okay, you guys are like cool. Like they don't say that, but they're like, all right, we'll leave you guys alone. You gave us like a sacrifice, and then she turns to the group and says like. Oh, I had no way of really like proving that theory, 
but I, it's just what I've observed from being in here. And it's like, and what the hell? And doing this multiple times, apparently. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what the hell does that mean? So that was, <laughs> A, probably not going to work, is what you were saying. And B, you were like, I also have no idea how I knew it. That's yeah. how she says it. It's but like, every one of her theories is 100% correct. But it's just like, yeah, I just, you know... One day you're in here, you shoot one person that you offer that up as, like, homage to these zombies. Oh, God. It's, like, me and Michael have mentioned rape twice. And I, I want it to be known that this movie, don't put that in your stupid zombie heist movie. Don't Like, no one wants to see that. Don't make it flippant. Or like, and especially too, because he's not. It's not like he's doing it to make a point or to make it no. like a thing. It's it's just he puts it in there so you a don't feel bad about this one character dying who you just like you only get you see him once other time, and then he introduces a very very dark thing that he never touches on. That's like this alpha zombie or this king zombie, I should say, who was. It was made by the government, which, again, that's never brought up. Again, we're made... putting more thought into this than the movie does. We assume that he's made by the government because he's being transported by the government and he's wearing dog tags. Yes. That's... And they immediately are like, oh, you got to get out of there. We have to nuke the place. Like, all that. They, the government is, like, terrified of it. So, okay. And then he, like, has that hotel that is his own that he, like, runs. That he, he basically... This woman, this coyote woman, again, is just like, he's the king He's not trapped in here. This is his kingdom. She makes a point to reference that. He has, a, like, a staff with him. And, and he walks helmet around. And yeah. a cape. So like he's, really, so... he's really bought into this, like, I'm the zombie king type thing. And, and so... for five years, he's lived there and, like, I don't give a shit. I'll be the king of this. <laughs> like, he's, like, not planning to leave. Yeah, this he's, is. But he's a zombie. Yeah. He's a zombie. But king like, of smarter than yeah. the other zombies where they do what he says but he like he has like thoughts and whatever so for no reason and then but the the dark thing that they introduce is that like he takes women prisoners who he are ag- alive who are alive and they aren't turned they're not zombie women they are women who had went missing because again the movie establishes that Dave Batista's daughter works at this outbreak camp. She works at this camp of, like, the refugees, and then two seconds before they're going to go break in there, they realize that, oh, this character that you see once, um, she has two daughters, and she goes missing. And they just kind of assume that she's still alive because she went into Vegas and wasn't seen again, which is the dumbest thing to assume in a (laughs) zombie zombie overrun Vegas. But again, the only reason that... unarmed lady. (laughs) <laughs> the only reason that that is absolutely correct is because it introduces this really dark thing of like this zombie has another zombie pregnant and he is like very excited about that and hyped about that and like which a zombie virus that they turn within five minutes of you biting them would not need to procreate you can get your army by just biting everybody. What but, would be the point of a zombie baby? Yeah. Because like you, if, right, you're you, gonna kill the baby's gonna come out as a zombie. Exactly, right? which is like That's, what it wants for no reason. Yeah, and when you so, have, you're surrounded by zombies. You yeah. can you can literally the whole thing is you just bite a person and you can make another person. Like the right. whole thing is that, but he wants to have kids. So then the implication is he's taking women, right? Then doing what you do with them to make a baby. And no woman is willingly saying, I'm going to 
it's really these, dark. These women aren't zombie women. No, exactly. They're, they're then they get turned into zombies. Of course, yes. Yeah, so, after, yes. Yeah. So, so this king also has like this one zombie. She's like, what? What is she dressed as? Like, uh, I have no idea. She looks at best like a Cirque du Soleil performer and a cocktail waitress put together. Yes. Oh, so, so the zombie king has this zombie wife who maybe he got somebody pregnant. from Caesars. Yes. Could be someone. From, yes, the, yeah. So and the way they imply it, which again is that they introduce a bunch of things that they will never talk about, but which also make the audience like really uncomfortable at things that they never touch on. So it introduces basically that he has these women who are alive, prisoners, who he then impregnates. They're basically slaves yes. to the king. And then he bites them once they are pregnant to then turn them preg- uh, them into zombies and then their babies will be zombies. And then, so again, we mentioned that there was like a false flag. The guy who owns the hotel he doesn't care about the money. He doesn't think that anybody is going to get out. He does not care about what happens. The only reason he introduces this is that there's 48 hours until Vegas gets nuked. So they introduce a ticking clock to the movie that, again, matters at no point because at no point does anybody really ever say, oh, we got to go until it gets to, like, the last stretch of the movie. Until they change the ticking clock to be even more ticking. Yes. So a a time that nobody was paying attention to anyway because you don't get any sense of time in this movie of how much has gone by in certain ways they instantly go to be like, oh, well, now that clock that was supposed to happen yesterday is going to happen an hour. They moved up the bomb for no reason. Again, just to introduce to the audience, oh my God, we got to get out of here in time. So, for what was he was like his task force leader? I just that's why there's so he's many. He's head, head of security. Yeah. So the the movie calls out immediately the fact that like, oh God. So so the the bad hotel owner puts his own guy in with them to like help them out, and you know that this is the character that's going to turn on these guys. Of course, yes. right. Now like, there's a scene of when self awareness. Yeah. yeah. When when. Dave Batista calls the hotel owner and basically says, I'll do the job. You see the hotel owner with, like, an Air Force general, an Army general, this guy, and somebody else. So you know something's up. But then that's also the stupidest scene in the movie because the whole point of this heist is they're going in to grab a zombie head so that the government could make an army of zombies. Which, if you've seen in this movie... It would be pointless because you can beat them by conventional weapons and then you can't really control the after. So why would the army want this? And it seemed, again, that they've already created one. So why would they need to take a zombie head to create another one? Yeah. Right, because... God, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So then, yeah, that little scene shows you for a brief second, like, the, the hotel owner's head of security, who then... He's like, oh, we got to go in. You know, we. I'm going to send my man on the inside with you guys. So basically, that guy's sending him to die already. But And then there's a scene of self-awareness where Dave Bautista and the whole crew basically discuss in front of this dude at full volume. From you to me, Dad. Like from a, you to me, they're talking. Like right, a okay. foot apart from each other <laughs> saying, hey... If anything, this guy's in here to either screw us over or take the money... He, if anybody needs to be killed, he should be killed first. So if it comes down to a point where somebody needs to be sacrificed, it should be him. They say that at full volume with all knowing. So even if this guy wasn't going in there to screw you over, now he's definitely going in there to screw you over. After they just sacrificed the person. Yes. So they're like, we need to, if we need to do (laughs) another sacrifice, this guy's going to be it basically. And this guy full knows that, okay, I'm the sacrifice if this happens again. And then his whole plot is to 
he takes that like coyote girl who's like the lead, who leads them in, which I just want to go back really quickly. The way they get into this is that because again, they made a barricade of storage containers, the way they break the quarantine zone is they go in on one side of the of the container and go out on the other side of the container. So at any point these zombies could go up to the container doors that are unlocked and open just open the door and yeah. walk through. But they've never done it because it's been years. It's been, it's been yeah, it's been five years apparently. <clears throat> but that's, uh. yeah, so that's like, so they go in and that's not even the way they plan to get out. They plan to get out by, again, fixing up a Vietnam era <clears throat> helicopter on the top of a building. That you have to get all the gas to the top of. And when they get into the safe finally, just jokingly, $200 million is a lot of money. And they've got like, what looks like four backpacks. But imagine right, a, a room full. bigger than this, floor to ceiling with money, and the movie shows that. And they're like, all right, let's pack it up. And they like pull out like two duffel bags. All right, <laughs> let's get our $200 million in that. The movie is bad, guys. It's really, so really bad. So it introduces like a, all these terrible... It introduces all these terrible things that never, ever go anywhere. You have these characters who are doing this for seemingly no reason. You have these, like, motivations that don't make sense. Because why would that guy send in his own man and then that own guy goes on his own mission to get a zombie head? Which, again, the zombie head he gets happens to be the wife of the king zombie of course so they make this deal with the zombies that hey you don't mess with us we won't mess with you we're coming in to get money you don't care about money we're gonna be in and out but then that guy who works for the hotel uh, like owner is like oh well you know i'm gonna also kill this thing's wife and take the head because that's the zombie head i needed specifically was that one for whatever reason and that makes this thing pissed so that essentially what we have described has been two hours of just terrible because they're still just getting to the vault in the last like 30 minutes of the movie which is when they really introduce the ticking time of okay now the bomb has moved to you only have an hour to get out and then they're like oh we gotta pack up the helicopter full of money and you see the vault is filled head to toe with money so there's no way that they were ever getting 200 million out of there there's no way that there was even 50 million like enough to pay dave batista to do it you, you'd say, like, hey, maybe you're analyzing this movie a bit too much. Maybe right, you're reading too right. much into it. But the movie establishes all these things that could have easily been removed. Like, a quick fix is, instead of having the casino owner sitting around with the military, guess what? The military could just order people to go in there, and the military don't pay great. So they could just right. say, hey, Navy SEALs, go in, do what you do. We'll get you in and out. You should just make it be the casino owner, be this nut that wants it. But, like, so it's like... Cause it also, yeah, because that establishes that it makes no sense that why would the casino owner do it in for the government, but also has to rush it because he has to do it before the government bombs it. And then also, why would you even introduce this, oh, we're going to nuke it, when you could easily send in a special forces to go and get right, just right. a just a, a, ha- a head and just bring it out, yeah. Like, uh, you, but you already also established that they can create one of these from scratch. So what are you even? Why you even need the zombie head? Is insane. It, it's it's also deeply deeply stupid. And if a movie's going to be this stupid, it better be fun. 
And it's not fun at all because now, after talking about the horrible stuff in this movie, guess what? Every single character dies. All these characters have these big, like, savior moments. Like, oh, wow, like, they're going to lose, but they make it. And a couple of times you get kind of taken by that and go, okay, great. But then all of them die, except for the daughter. And it's it's like why why even do that? And the biggest thing about the daughter is her whole arc is that like she, from what the movie establishes, that she hates Dave Bautista because he killed her mom. And well, no, remember the movie says that that's why Dave Bautista thinks that he hates. The oh, mom. well, no, but, but it's then, because yes. Dave Bautista never talks about. The stabbing egg. the mom in the head in front of her like, yes. like it's like well but that's what she says to him and she's like oh well you know you think it's that but it's because you weren't a father to me after the fact murdering mom in front of me yeah. to save right. me that's like yeah. to save me yeah, that's right, the right. whole th- so she's like oh well so basically so then she works at the re- uh, the refugee camp and then her thing is again like I mentioned there was somebody who goes missing a mother of two children goes missing and the way he sets it up is like alright maybe her arc is that she goes and saves this woman so she can stop two kids from being orphaned and motherless so they can they don't have to go through the pain that she had to go through of losing the mother so there is the mother is one of three women that you see captured by this king zombie and then and the time it takes for her for Dave Batista's daughter to get there to save them which I just want to say too quickly she instantly abandons like they're like when that happens when the zombies become not cool with these people being here and go send an army to go kill dave batista who's her father she has no problem sneaking away from the group knowingly knowing that they all are going to get murdered one by one one of she, them being her father yes right. who's but mobile, he who, stabbed but no but they've made peace at this point at this right. point yes they've made they, peace they, 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 they i love you daddy kind of scene has already happened so then she has no problem leaving her father and all of these other people who she's come in there with to instantly just get ripped apart by this army she sneaks away to save these three women and by the time it takes her to get from the one hotel to the other one of those women was already murdered by the king zombie just by being thrown into the wall because she refused to go with him and get, you know, slept with, basically. So then one of them is already dead. So then you have two more who, remember that terrible rapist guy that you introduced in the start of the movie? Well, the king zombie bit him. He turns into an alpha. He then murders one of the other two women before he is finally killed. And then... You have a bunch of other, you know, crazy action stuff that doesn't really play. And then Dave Bautista, his daughter, and then this mother escape on the helicopter from King Zombie. And then King Zombie, of course, has to jump on the helicopter, make a whole big cinematic thing. And then whatever. The helicopter crashes. Dave Bautista. Yes. So then you have to kill Dave Bautista. And in the helicopter crash, this... Uh, the the pilot she dies who is uh, you know the actress uh, Tig what's her Tig Notaro Tig Notaro they use cutting edge technology to remove um, Crystalia Crystalia is was supposed to be in this movie and then horrible allegations came out about him uh-huh. about like basically grooming underage women for horrible oh, things my goodness. so you know Zack Snyder to his credit was like. Well, you know what? We're not going to put him in this movie. So they digitally removed him, and they put Tig Notaro in, 
who is a comedian, who she only she has the only funny part in the movie. The best part of the movie is they go to like recruit her. Now, a credit to her acting, she's alone on a green screen. No one's around right, her. Right. She's so said she, in numerous interviews she's never met a single cast member of this movie. She did everything. So they basically did like what they do when Billy Crystal would be in the beginning of the Oscars and they'd like right, put right, him right, into the movie. Right. They did that in this movie with Tig Notaro. Oh my God, that might have been the best thing to talk about then. But they're well, yeah, they use cutting edge technology to put her into this movie. And the funniest part of the movie is like the only time, the only person you see them recruit is her. They go to recruit her, and you think that she's going to be like, this is a terrible idea. She's like, I hate my job. I hate my life. You're going to give me $2 million? Sure, absolutely, I'm in. So she's going to get $2 million, but the YouTuber's only going to get 50 and he's going to pay and part none of, of them, that. To pay the Dave Bautista's pay scale makes no sense. And none right. of them ever discuss how much they're getting paid, and none of them bring it up again or say, like, hey, I should get paid more for this, or why is, like, this dude there? None of them care. They're all going in for no money and have assume all of the risk and then they all die anyway, so it doesn't matter. For, for, uh, that's a spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah, well, they, well we've spoiled everything you have this movie. Yeah. So basically, you kind of went in with high expectations, or somewhat expectations, thinking it might be... Well, I went in with fun expectations. And I thought it, this was going to be a stupid, stupid movie, but it'll be fun. I wasn't expecting... They, like, with the introduction of, again, with, okay, you have a refugee camp that they introduce all these characters just take advantage of the refugees, that's just a horrible real-life thing that they introduce for no payoff or no credit or whatever. Yeah, why can't they free the people that are no, like, yeah. in this camp? Yeah. There's not, like, you establish this really, really dark stuff, like refugees, rape, murder, and it's almost played for, at some points, a laugh, and at some points to make somebody that's already bad enough worse... But then, which also pisses me off, that at one point that coyote character says, like, you know, these zombies, they're better than we are because you don't see them fucking each other. Their king is raping women in a hotel to make, like, bit like it's and then like, don't make, them. yeah, don't make them like they're, yeah, like, they're also, the good people. They're the good people. Has one of the f- like most oddest out of place scenes in the movie too is like they of course the whole thing that sets off the zombies is they kill the zombie dude's wife or whatever girlfriend in the movie is yeah pregnant. that breaks the peace yes that breaks whatever so then he goes gets her decapitated body brings it to all of his subjects of other zombies rips into her to grab out the dead the baby which is a zombie so it's still alive. And it's like the size of a peanut and it like makes a noise and the zombie king like puts it up in the air almost like a Jesus thing yeah. and all the zombies rejoice and are so happy to go to war to fight the rest of the humans. And then that is again never brought up. There's never anything with why he was trying to do that. What the kids do. And then they nuke them all anyway. Is that and an homage never... to the Lion King when they did but, that? But, no, the... but, it, but the, the, even grosser. Right. The, the fetus like, dies in his hands. So he shows the fetus dying, and he gets like, it's like avenge this basically as the setup. Right, right. That scene exists in a stupid zombie caper movie. Like, yeah. like, it, yeah. It should, yeah, like, like avenge, like, <clears throat> this was going to be your zombie prince, like, avenge him or whatever. Yeah. And, right. like, so. And Why would they care if it's, I bite you, this person becomes. <laughs> right. A, 
but zombies can live for can't they like live yeah. for like so how do they like they just well they went five years they went five years without decaying or anything any of these undead zombies and seemingly not needing any food because none of them eat they bite and then you turn into it so you and never see them eating they introduced right. that they all like hibernate that most of them are in the buildings but they didn't say that they were like dying that they're was just the shamblers that hibernate yeah yeah like the which are like the the lesser zombies the ones that are bit by alphas not by the king yeah. and so but then so even with all that like it intri- you the one thing I said that could have maybe saved this movie or that you think the plot of the movie is gonna be is that Dave Batista's daughter saves the mother of these two children so they don't have to be you know orphans they don't have to go through the pain that she went through that's like kind of how they set it up those two kids are in the first scene that you see the daughter and really they're never in it again the mother dies off screen in the helicopter, helicopter crash. crash at the end of the movie and they don't even show her body no mention they don't even say she died and the whole point of the daughter going in and the father daughter relationship being right. repaired and everything right. is this woman it almost she like, dies and it, it's not even incidental no one cares at all yeah because even in the movie the character goes to the helicopter pilot I, I just forget her name I know it's Tignatara I forget her name in the movie for me but it's so Tignatara she goes to the helicopter pilot is like oh she's dead that's sad goes to Dave Batista, is like oh you're bit that's sad has to shoot her doesn't even look for the body of the yeah. other woman but is already like okay she's dead and it's not even like they were they clearly were trying to do like a I am legend type thing Will Smith dies but saves the family and then like humans can survive and go right. on it's like that was what they were gonna do and then they just didn't they're like well she dies so the kids are orphaned anyway uh the the, the peace was broke so all the zombies want to murder everybody anyway and the big thing the big spoiler dad now here this we're gonna, is yeah this yeah, we're getting into yeah. the end game spoiler we'll, we'll, yeah we'll be the this will be i guess this will be the uh, how yeah, we'll wrap up this terrible movie so they had a they had the the pieces broken and then the zombies start attacking the hotel instantly know where everybody is at all times get there within two seconds they start murdering everybody. So, you know, they have the whole scenes of everybody dies one by one by one, whatever, in different spots. They have your guy, Omari, and this other guy whose whole point was to just crack into the vault. They both get, in like one of the most gruesome scenes, they just have to fight the king zombie. And he just, it's its no contest. He just destroys them instantly. But that being said... He only uses his brute strength to, like, pick up Omari's character and just throw him and just, like, punch him. He never bites him, never scratches him, never touches you him. You never, ever see that, that, that happen. You never... The movie establishes that he doesn't get bit or anything like that. Yes. Right. Like, there's even a part where he's about to get bit and then, like, this kid who's played by, like, he's, like, that German actor. The, he, yeah. he basically sacrifices himself to save Omari. He, like, pushes him out of the way. He throws Omari into the vault in Vegas and then closes it and locks it to try to keep it safe keep Omari's character safe from any harm and then he just dies off screen uh the 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 German kid is yeah. a safe cracker he just dies off screen they don't even show you his death you just know that he dies so then cut to okay Dave Batista helicopter crash everything happens they nuke Vegas it's totally decimated and gone and then so, it seems like the same day of the nuke. Yeah, because it's still raining fire. So it's like right, raining right. fire a little bit. He gets out of the vault. Omari emerges from the, the rubble so of he, the vault. So not everybody's dead then. Not, well, no, so Omari is not bit. He was in the vault. 
the nuke goes off. Radiation doesn't matter because it was a nuclear bomb, but right, he gets out right. the same day and it's fine. He walks what seems to be like four or five days because he has to... He has to get to Utah, I think, the yes. movie. So he, he walks from Nevada to Utah, Utah, which is a nuclear wasteland. Right, right, right. Money. Yes, carrying things of money. He's the only one who gets money. He gets like three duffel bags worth. And I'm still at this point, like the, all this horrible stuff is happening. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, we're gonna have like a happy ending for one of our characters. Right, I'll right. take that. He goes, surprise, surprise. He he like orders a private plane because he just pays the money. Now it's been at least two, three days. Yeah, because yeah, the other thing, he had to walk on foot from the Vegas rubble all the way to. Another habitable place in he Utah. He steals a car. Then he goes to like into Utah, and then he like buys a plane. So you're you're. It, it, like it's days now. It's days. Yes. But guess what? At some point, we don't see it. He got bit by the king. Oh. So he gets on the plane, and he's about to turn, and the movie ends. So it's like downers on downers that the entire mission was for no reason because now the implication nothing is nothing is. Yeah, saved. nothing so, is saved. But wow. that plane is in the air. It probably would have just crashed if he killed everybody on the plane. Then he died. Yeah, there might be a well. There's they want they obviously Army want of the set, Dead too. They yes. want to have sequels and what I don't you know. Don't what think everyone so that that movie obviously was not recommended. Yeah. So in a no. really short review, don't see that movie. Yeah, yeah really. It's just, don't market a movie as, hey, this is just a fun little heist movie in a zombie wasteland or whatever. It's like, it's not Zombieland, but it's going to be funny. But it's not Dawn of the Dead, but it's going to be a little dark with that. But then use none of those elements. And then just go out of your way to make the audience uncomfortable. And, like, just really sad and creeped out for no reason. Every character you see as a kid, they die. Every character you get any established liking to, they die. Anybody who, like, which again is a zombie movie, it's not that, but it's also like, if why you, introduce in the first 10 minutes a mother daughter to then have them be crushed just to show me that people die? I get the, the whole those, Vegas guy. Those killed. are things that, to a normal person, to an average audience, no one really, like, you don't want to see that in an action movie. You, right. you know that there's horrors in the world. You don't want to see it. And if you're going to show something that horrible, earn it. Make right. it be for a reason. This movie kills women. Children and and talks about horrible things in the world like like Different. abuse, yeah, just, abuses of power, but, abu- you know everything. And it, and it doesn't do it in an interesting way. And it either be a funny movie or be a dark movie. And but if you you're going to be, be darkly funny, <clears throat> have something to say. This movie isn't funny. It's <clears throat> it's dark. It's bleak. It's stupid. It starts <clears throat> on a downer. It ends on a downer, and again, it introduces... There's been countless of zombie movies that have been made before this that didn't need to introduce the idea of zombie rape. But it's it's just terrible, like... All these things are introduced just to... For no no reason, and there's no payoff. The, The whole even premise of the zombie heist was a whole, like, just side story to the fact that they wanted a zombie head for no reason. There's no heist at all. It's yeah, all, it right. all makes no sense. So don't see it. So yeah. basically we gave it an hour of a review of a movie that was not worth the, uh, the time. Not, but well, we gave a half got, hour to Mortal Kombat, and now yeah. I'd watch Mortal Kombat six times over watching yeah. this again. Now, the, my the, only the, problem with Mortal Kombat is I want more of it. This movie I wanted way less of way it. Less way less, yeah. Now this movie was a total 
thumbs down from both. Total of you. Is thumbs there down. one that you guys have seen that you can recommend that there's something like, hey, this was so For bad, this... or is there something that's, that you're looking forward to, or something that you've seen that well, would you just, know you know, give me a little... You know what's weird? One thing that I do want to talk about, not with this movie so much, but with movies in general right now, this was the first Netflix movie to be released in a the theater. Netflix commissioned some theaters right, to show this right. movie. And this was also shown on Netflix, so it's kind of crazy to think that, like, the thing that, you know, people have said is, like, you know, killed theaters is trying to put stuff in theaters, and now other movie companies are trying to release stuff on streaming, like, exclusively. Like, I know that... Um, was that Angelina Jolie movie? Is that in, in, in both... <laughs> That, that didn't get released and, on... Oh, didn't get released in theaters? I don't believe so. I don't think so. I know that HBO Max got the rights for that one because I think it's is it it's not Paramount Movies. I can't remember who it is that... It's like Lionsgate and a couple of them. They're going to show the movies on HBO Max and some when things get better in theaters. Well, in theaters. Warner Brothers. Warner there. Brothers. Yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah, Michael, Warner Brothers. They're and, doing their, but then they also said next year they're not putting any movies on HBO Max first. Like now they're doing it in theaters and on streaming at the same time. But I wonder how that's gonna go for the rest of if that's like for HBO Max going forward. I yeah, because like. I know there's a movie that I was really looking forward to that was supposed to come out last year, and they pushed it and they pushed it, and now that it's gonna get released on HBO Max, it's the Dune movie. But the director is really pissed that they're going to put it on the HBO. Dune movie, like the the one that Sting did in the... Yes, yeah, but like, not like... It's a yeah, remake it's a, of that or a... Yeah, it's what it was supposed to be because that, that one was... That there's one a whole story well. about how crazy that movie <laughs> is because it's, it's an interesting story. But the first time they tried to make it into a movie, it was nuts and nobody did it right. So this one director is really pissed they're putting it on... HBO Max first, just right. like Christopher Nolan was really pissed that they put Tenant on right. uh, HBO Max, which I saw Tenant, and you don't need to. No one needs to see Tenant. Well, it, that's the movie. It should be on streaming because you need subtitles to watch it. You can't hear anything anybody says anyway. The sound, the sound is a little bit wonky. The plot is needlessly wonky on that one. I won't get into that so much, but. That's another podcast. That's, that's, a, that's a whole other podcast. That's a week of podcasts on that one. Um, but there's not one that's like you're looking. Is there one that's, yeah, I got to see it or I'm looking forward to it or there's nothing down I mean, the pipe like, right I'm, now? I'm excited for the Black Widow movie because that comes out soon. But also, again, I'm not going to. It's going to be on Disney, but I can either pay 30 bucks to see it the day of. Or they even, like, for instance, like the Cruella pre uh, prequel movie came out with Emma Stone or whatever. That came out uh, yesterday. And it even says on there, like, you can buy it today, like, to watch now for, like, 30 bucks. Or it's going to be on Disney free to all the rest of the subscribers in August. So I'm like, if you give me even a timeline of two months, why would I pay thirty bucks now and I can wait two months and get it for free? Well, that's the, that's the hype. It's like, why does somebody go to a movie theater and spend money, or the, or wait until it arrives on something? The only the only difference for me is the movie theaters, for better or worse, is an experience. Yeah, at least you, you experience it in a theater. You're paying for the experience, not so much just the movie. What Disney's doing? What's okay? So. Uh, with Army of the Dead and the Angelina Jolie movie on HBO, you don't have to pay more. They premiere it like it's a movie. Right. And you can just, if you have the service, you can watch it. Right. Disney 
being Disney makes you pay for stuff. That is like you get like the baseline stuff, but it's like if it's something that was supposed to come out in theaters, you have to pay. This model I don't see working for Disney for ever because the two movies that they released, the Mulan movie and Raya the Last Dragon or whatever, both kind of tanked. So I think now like the Corella movie and the um, Black Widow Black movie. Widow movie Will also be released in theaters. I know that Corella is yeah. getting released in theaters, but people are still not ready. Like I'm a big movie theater guy. I I'm fully vaccinated. I still don't know if I want to go into a theater quite yet and have a mask on the entire time and watch a movie. You know, I'm like, am I really gonna do it for Corella, a prequel movie? Do, you know, like, is that the movie I'm willing to jokingly die for? You know, is that movie? You know, and a lot of people are really saying good things about that movie, and I love Emma Stone and everything she's in. But like, I mean, I really don't care about dogs that much. But like, Corella Deville, like, her whole thing was that she was gonna kill all the dogs to make a coat. I don't know how you're gonna make her the hero of <laughs> yeah, your, really your movie. The the Angelina Jolie movie is Those Who Wish Me Dead. That's the name of that. Yeah. That trailer is bonkers. I thought it was just going to be like Angelina Jolie as like a wild firefighter thing, but then there's like a whole kid and like trained killer type assassin so, yeah, element to it. The premise is a, a smoke jumper and a traumatized boy fight for their lives. <laughs> the third weirdest thing about that movie is that uh, um, Angelina Jolie is a smoke jumper. Like, like that, that alone is a movie, like jumping out of planes, putting out fires. Right, right. But no, no, no. She's like a fire marshal now and she just watches in a fire tower. And then the bad guy from Game of Thrones, Littlefinger, is going to try and kill a kid. Aiden Murphy. Aiden Murphy. Great actor. is Aiden Gillen. Aiden Gillen. He was also, uh, uh, was in Peaky Blinders, Amarama Gold in there. Very... Yeah. He, he's great in everything he's in, but I don't think there's any... Nobody wants to see this movie. Nobody's asked for this movie. It's There's a lot of weird stuff coming out. The only movies that I'm looking forward to now, I think, have been pushed to the fall. And it stinks, but I have been waiting for now for almost two years for James Bond's No Time to Die. I think that's going to be cool. It's the last Daniel Craig Bond. Um... They haven't picked a new Bond yet to replace Daniel Craig. No, but everybody has been throwing their name out there. And none of those people will be Bond. I remember when everybody was talking about who was going to replace Daniel Craig. um, uh, Pierce Brosnan, and nobody thought Daniel Daniel Craig Craig. was going to be the guy. And everybody, for a little while, hated Daniel Craig for no reason, you know, like... But he was good, though. He was a oh, good I love, Bond. He I love Daniel Bond. Craig. I think that he's done some of the best Bond movies, because, you know, as we talk about Bond movies a lot... I, I like them, but they're deeply stupid movies. Like he's oh, not, yeah. he's not a good spy. None of it makes no. any sense at all. It's just they're fun to watch. They're, they're travel logs. It's look at look right. at this place. I mean, when you were watching them first when they came out, which you know, which Sean Connery in the '60s. Oh, they're in, you know, v, they're in Vienna. They're in Miami Beach. They're in Jamaica. They're wherever they're doing. So you're you're seeing the world because you weren't traveling as or could see things. Yeah, but. He, they knew who he was in the first five minutes of every Bond film. There was no, like, yeah. we're going to give you a secret identity and you're double. But, you know, he checks in the hotels and they, he's already like a target. I mean, it's like, well, yeah, because we do a little bit, but maybe we're in disguise before I check in. Nothing. He's, he's just always jammed. captured, always escapes. He's always captured, escapes, and, and it's like, you know, we can <laughs> kill you a hundred different ways, but we're going to torture you like Goldfinger when he's with the laser. And, uh, you know, yeah. like, can we just... And you know, I don't but, think Bond ever does anything 
where he spies on somebody. The only the only movie that shows him spying pretty well for a little while is um, Craig's first one, Casino Royale, which Casino Royale right. might be the peak best that was James Bond You had movie. every day, you had a little bit of everything in there. You had the gambling, the I, I, you know, you're getting used to him being, you know, as, as Bond and everything. But he he doesn't yeah. really have many gadgets beyond. No, like he doesn't a, have a ton of gadgets that nowadays, you know, you can get on your phone. Like before, yeah. it was like that big deal with James Bond. Like I've got a laser coming out of my car here, or whatever it was, but. Bond was Bond. That was just it was the it was basically the guy that was playing Bond that made it cool. Like Sean yeah. Connery was cool, you know, with the the suits and the yeah, you know, course. and then he had there was the ladies' man, and he but you know and he was tougher than I mean there was a couple like you know never say never again when he's playing the video game thing in his hand. Well, that, that was, was not an officially sanctioned Bond movie. Right, that right. was done because Sean Connery likes money and yeah. hated the people who did the original Bond right, movies. Right, so, so he did that spite. <laughs> yeah, right. He did that one, but it was just things are crazy. It would, but but James Bond, Bond movies are—it's not so much about the movie; it's about the experience. It's just like I love the Bond movies. For I mean, I, I think three, like four of them are good movies. The rest are just kind of right. schlocky fun. Um, but in big entertainment news, Amazon just bought MGM. And Bond was the big flagship thing with MGM. Right. Now, Amazon promises to put Bond movies in theaters. So, No Time's Die will be put in theaters and apparently everything else. But Amazon's basically saying they're not going to commit to putting anything else in movie theaters. So, anything else that MGM owns, which isn't like a ton of movies, but like they might just premiere on Amazon. So, you have to pay extra for that, though? Like, because something's on Amazon, you can't get, like, I mean... Yeah, you'd probably have to do like what you do on... I don't want to get Jeff Bezos mad at me, but you know, you could throw like as a bone every once in a while and give us something to watch that I don't have to pay for because you like this movie and then i got to pay $8 when I'm paying at, for Amazon subscription. I mean, it doesn't Yeah, make, it doesn't Bezos make sense. just basically paid $8.5 billion to essentially get James Bond. Right, and... And somewhat like... The thing is now, this is what kind of stinks. Like, the streaming's great. But also streaming sucks because, you know, like, okay, on your sling. Right. They could just say, we're taking this off now. So it's like you, yeah. you record something, you don't have it. Bezos could, um, a lot of MGM stuff is actually on Hulu, which we have. And Bezos could say, all right, we're pulling it from Hulu and we're putting it all on, right. on Amazon Prime. Then people have to have Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, uh, Netflix, HBO Max, Paramount Plus. Peacock. Peacock. Yeah. You know, it's it's every... So you got all these, and now some of them are saying, on top of all these, you're going to have to pay extra to see that. At what point do people just... Go back to buying videos. Like getting their DVD players and just going out and buying a it's movie. It's actually and, like, funny. Blu-ray sales are going up again. Because right. people are getting tired of it. Physical media, people want because at any point, any of these companies can say we're pulling it. Right. I have over 200 DVDs, and I, ju I just... Pack them up. I finally like because they weren't right. out because they'd been streaming so much. But now it's like I'm gonna hold on to all I, these. Because... We got rid of all ours. I mean, and like some I wanted to keep because you know, but yeah, we're just like where am I gonna put it? We don't have a DVD player, whatever. But yeah, if you had like some of those movies at one night, you can just say, oh wow, it's on like uh, Amazon. But oh, I gotta pay four ninety nine for or if, like, whatever they're gonna make me pay for. Like I want to watch Centurion. Yeah, with uh, Michael Fassbender. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie, but I'm not paying 
to watch that movie. Yeah. I can watch a 12-minute um, like clip of the movie. So I do that every once in a while. They show outtakes and things oh like that. God, but I'm <laughs> like, I want to see Centurion, but I'm not going to pay you five nine whatever the price was, to watch a movie because I have Amazon. Yeah. Let me see it. I mean, seriously, how much money is enough? I mean, at that point, you know, I'm paying you whatever is a hundred dollars a year or yeah. whatever it is for to, to get Amazon. And as you can guess by this podcast, we're a family that loves entertainment. So we're, yeah, right. we're, we're doing, and still you now can't get everything. You can't get, I don't have Apple. So I can't watch Ted Lasso, which everyone talks about oh, how great Ted got, Lasso is. And I want, I want to watch it, but I couldn't see, there's a Tom Hanks World War II movie that I haven't seen because it's on Apple. Can you believe that? Right. You know, it's Tom Hanks in World War II, and I haven't been able to see it because it's on Apple. But he doesn't do a Boston accent. No, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, that, we could save that part of it. it it's, it's driving me nuts a little bit. So we bit. went further along than I, I thought we were going to go with that, which is fine. It was, it was, I, I didn't know you I thought you guys were just going to trash it and whatever, but it was so bad, it was worth talking about. It was worth because going I was, through the Like, thing. watching, like, listening to it, I'm like, how did they pitch that movie then? It like, was, how do you pitch, like... Zack Snyder needs a win. <laughs> that was it. He was like, hey, I, I got kicked off of Justice League, so I did the Zack Snyder Justice League that fans wanted. That's a whole other thing that we yeah. could talk about that but so basically the then the it was yeah. Basically, it was like, all right, well, then people kind of wanted a Zack Snyder movie because of, you know, everything that happened with Warner Brothers and how they still refused to, like, make some of his movies and stuff. So he was like, hey, Netflix, here's, like, a zombie movie. And they're like, sure, you did Dawn of the Dead, whatever. Because fandom's so weird now, it's like you have people that like, like, either hate or love. Right. And well, that movie who, that you were talking about, uh, the Army of the Dead, just from listening to it, you have to hate it. We we because we it hate, made no yeah. it, it it from like like how you sat through a two hour and something movie that bad, but to pitch it to say, oh yeah, we're gonna include like zombies. It's gonna be kind of funny. We're gonna have a heist movie, but there's also gonna be like rape in it, which. Never yeah. really makes a movie better in any way. No, you know to put that type of uh, part into it. We, we there are already zo- there's already enough going on. There's a heist. There's zombies. There's Las Vegas is basically shut down. There's a false heist of another thing yeah, that they want. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like, why do you need to put in like and they had something like, like that? Everybody knows you know that's a horrible, a of, horrible thing. We don't need to have a. A zombie on top of that. They had a scene yeah, of ethical debates you know? on should we use a nuke in the vague in Vegas. Right. Basically, they had a whole scene about oh, is it ethical to use a nuke on a U.S. city? Yeah, like it was, and, and it's that, not a city though because it's not. Yeah, well, exactly. that's, that's why. And again, this is so annoying to me that 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 they for some reason give Sean Spicer the only line that really makes sense is. We've been detonating bombs in Nevada desert for a very long time. Right, so, right. God damn it! You gave the best line to. If you're putting Sean Spicer in a movie, have him be the. You you know right. you know what he represents you know for whatever but like right. why would you do that? Right. And, but that's yeah, yeah we're not that's, ripping yeah. short whatever yeah. you want to do. I, I but. mean yeah, but anyway so so back to just Zack Snyder as a whole though it's like there's also a big problem in fandom where it's like I hate the person I hate Zack Snyder. I got nothing against Zack Snyder. I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't like his movie. I don't have to like his movie. But what happened was it became like you either hated Zack Snyder or you love Zack Snyder. And you will die and and go out there and like 
the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League movie, which that's a whole story, fans like protested, really protested, right, and, were, right. and they got this movie released. And because of the pandemic and because of money and HBO needing to make some money, they finally released the Snyder cut. But right. like sometimes people that weren't so great got rewarded for being kind of not so great with yeah. the, the Zack Snyder cut. What what I don't like in fandom now, it's like you you can't separate the fact that like maybe you don't like a movie, which is fine, but you don't need to hate the person because right. Zack Snyder had a very very tough two years personally. His son killed himself. Right. Yeah, that's hard. You, I mean, you know, that's like, like it's it's like so. I wish no ill. No. On Zack Snyder. I didn't like his movie. Personally, professionally, yeah. you separate. It's but, like you may not like an actor for something, but it, it. But if he's good in a movie or she's good in a movie, you yeah, give him the credit for doing it. You know, there's now. Do I go. hate Chris Delia for what he did? That's a terrible thing that right. you remove him from the movie. Right, right. That's where I wish we'd kind of we'd get to a little bit. Like it's like you know. Don't like a movie, that's fine, but don't say that this person deserves no, yeah. hatred. People, people tend to go overboard with it. Like I say, I don't like a certain guy, like if they're playing for a certain team, it's not like I don't like that person. If I saw him on the street, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, I want your autograph. I would, but when you're wearing a, like a Dallas Cowboy and you're playing the Giants on a Sunday, yeah. I don't like anybody on the Cowboys. Oh, exactly. If I met Dak Prescott... Walking down the street of New York City, I would, hey, can I get a picture? Can I get your autograph? Of course. But at, when you're a cowboy or, you know, Dallas Cowboy or somebody like that, you, you don't like them for that, that time or what they're doing. But yeah, I just, I, f- I you feel gotta separate your Snyder. anger. Yeah. It's like when you go, like what they've been talking about in the NBA now fans spitting at players, throwing popcorn on certain players, yelling the, like, racial epithets at, at play. I mean, there's got to be a cutoff. You're a fan. You go to the game. You watch a game. You you get into it. You root for your team. But you don't have to get to picking out the ethnicity of a player or being, you yeah, know. That's never, that's okay. never yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Because, you know, you wouldn't do that. Like, if you saw these people, like I said, walking down the street, you wouldn't dare go to them and say these things. You feel like you're protected. But, you know, they're human beings. They're athletes, yes. They're Providing you entertainment, but you can't go out and start saying the things you say or do the things that you do by spitting or throwing at these guys. You may not like somebody, you don't like them for that time that you're watching the two hours or three hours of the game. If you met them afterwards, you'd be like, whoa, oh yeah, how great yeah. this is. So, I mean, you know, people get <laughs> tend to get a little bit, you know, too angry about certain things. Like, it's entertainment, people. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't like it, don't watch the movie. You don't like it, don't... Because you know if he's attached to a certain movie, what you might be getting. So don't go and watch it. Yeah. You know, that's that's the crazy thing. It's it's just... I think that Zack Snyder is, at best, an okay filmmaker. Uh, I think that his more recent stuff has just been needlessly dark, needlessly... Uh, well, maybe because totally... of what you talked about, the loss of his son. Uh, but, you know, maybe that the, he's in not, that none place. None of this but... said that. None none of this, there was no meditation on that. And I'm not expecting him to have, like, he shouldn't have to. Like, that's deeply personal. He can bring that into it and do it however he wants. This was a bad movie. It was just a bad movie. Just a bad movie, written, directed, and he was a cinematographer for this movie. The movie looks terrible. The movie is terrible. Start to finish. 
God love you, Zack Snyder, but just not. not <laughs> this you, just, you didn't hit, it, you didn't hit this. it out of the park with this. No, you no. agree, Mikey? Like oh, yeah. you know, dislike. I but, didn't even know he was a cinematographer for it too. That's it's what, the first movie he was a cinematographer for. Cinematographer for which the movie it looks, looks so terrible. Oh my god, it, it's washed it out. The lights off. It's, yeah, the lighting's off on a lot of things. It doesn't look like when they're walking through Vegas that they're in Vegas. There's a lot of lens flare for no reason. Like and. All the zombies have blue eyes. Some of them, some of the time, occasionally. Have blue eyes. That yeah. sounds like a a, move, a, a song title. All the zombies, All the zombies have blue eyes. Have blue eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of the weirdest. Bring Frank Sinatra back yeah. for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He could have done it. He could have get out of Frank Sinatra impersonator. Oh, blue song. eyes! Oh, blue zombies. eyes! Oh, back. zombies have blue Which, eyes. Which that would have been. Okay. You could do stupid stuff like that, and if for you had a, fun with it, for but. a Vegas zombie heist movie, could have been. Yeah, Whew. could have been I was, fun. I was going to talk a little sports, but since we're just on entertainment, we're going to do a like a, no, we can, a, we another can, one. Well, well we've you been, talk, yeah, you brought up sports before. We, we have. Well, I did. I did, but I, I want to say I just saw the Friends reunion. Also, since we're still on entertainment, the the Friends. Reunion show it was on HBO, which I was shocked wasn't an episode. It was just like a cast talk about. It was basically right. They walk in and they see the like you know the like sets. David Swimmer comes in first, and, and I mean you know what it was it is what it is. Friends was on ten years ninety four to two thousand four. That's a long time. Really popular show. I liked it. I think every, you know everybody liked the, the show, but I don't know how you do a good reunion show though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seventeen years later, they're coming back now. God, that was seventeen. Two thousand four, wow. the show ended. It's two thousand twenty-one. It was just seeing, like you know, Matthew Perry and the, you know, when David Schwimmer and the whole and, and Jennifer Aniston and like I don't, I don't know what I really was supposed to get out of it or whatever. I was like, they did this one part where they were showing like how it changed people's lives in Ghana. In, in in France, it was shown all over the world how it just changed people. Like they felt they had friends from other countries when they watched this show and everything. And they brought back like Tom Selleck for one little part and, and things like that. And they talked about little uh, scenes that they did. They did do a couple of table reads, which was, you know, cool to see like how that's done and whatever. But it would have been cool. Like to see currently, them. or they, they show did a table okay. read of them now doing like certain scenes and stuff and how it worked. And maybe I can't remember if they even did a couple of, of like, you know, showing early. Like they showed early clips and then they showed table reads now. It wasn't, I mean, Friends was Friends. It's not like, oh my God, I'm, you know. But, but I can see it now on all of them on HBO. They were funny. I, I watched the Brad Pitt one last night, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt was great in that one when he really hated He was like, a overweight guy that lost it and looks like uh and he, he hated jennifer aniston he hated jennifer aniston because uh she was rachel was mean to him and they right. started rumors about each other and things but that was he's brad pitt's funny i, I like brad but brad pitt can do brad comedy. pitt's great in it brad he pitt's really a character in, actor that was born in a leading actor's body yeah like he's he's, he's very just great he, and everything. He doesn't mind. yeah he is very good but he i just had to watch that one because they showed the clip of that each of the six cast members got between three to four million dollars each just for doing this like 90 minute special to come back so i'm like and when at season 10 they were making one million per episode it was the highest contract in i remember they had like the most favored nations clause where every single one of them had to get the exact same amount of money Per episode, and it was the biggest thing. What, what what's really interesting about Friends when you think about it now? One of the last shows that had such 
cultural impact. Like everybody, like Thursday night right. was must see TV on right. NBC, and you had Friends, you had Seinfeld, right. you had my personal favorite, Frasier. <laughs> that was right. like right. like those shows. You you'd have I think about forty million people. Watching it weekly because it was number well, one. Well, they had in- 25 million, they would say it like a, a week, but was watching Friends when they talked about it. And 52 watched the the, the, the last show. The, the, okay, yeah. But the thing what you were getting back to, the fact that they negotiated contracts where nobody said, well, I think I should get yeah. more. Because that show never would have lasted 10 years if they didn't do it that way. Because if I went in, let's say I'm Jennifer Aniston, going, yeah, but I'm also doing movies. I'm really popular. Yeah, I think I'm, my character is a little bit more popular than Joey's, maybe or whatever. I think I should be getting a million two or whatever. They were like, "Nope, we're going in. We're six people. We're going in as a group." I don't, I don't think that that's been done. Uh, you know, in, in a yeah. not something like there's always like that one person that was the star, and then the other people, to, and to have six people in a ensemble in a twenty minute, basically with ten minutes of commercials or whatever it was half-hour sitcom, that's a lot of, you know... Yeah, it was a true ensemble. ego was not a big thing with them. I got to... Yeah, yeah, it was a true ensemble because it was basically just them and they'd add a, a person here and there, like, you know, like their mother or father would come in, like Elliot Gould was on the, you know, the show uh, last night and then, and then they had the arc with Tom Selleck and then, like, a clip with Julia Roberts, Morgan Fairchild was one of them. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd was in it, but Melissa's it seemed like Giovanni everybody Rubisi. everybody got a certain amount of time it wasn't like oh yeah i forgot he was on it yeah it was phoebe's the, brother right i think yeah giovanni yeah. was phoebe's brother right. and then you, it, it was it was the show right you, you had know? you know like it was funny and you had like you know you had jennifer aniston and uh, courtney cox and 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 lisa kudrow they're funny yeah and you know david schwimmer was you know, and, and then, of course, you know, Matthew Perry, and you had, you know, uh, Matt LeBlanc. I mean, it was perfect casting. Per- it just worked. I mean, it was not like I'm like, I was crying out for, I've got to see this reunion. But I was like, you know, I said, let me, let's put it on, well, see what it goes. We and, would watch it together. Oh, yeah. I watch it was, with, yeah. with you, you and Mom. Yeah, it was on, like, you know, like I said, every Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday night, Seinfeld, right? Yeah. It was Seinfeld and, and Friends and the whole bit. And then Seinfeld was a little different because Jerry Seinfeld did get more money yeah. obviously and then some of those guys held out for a little bit and they did a couple i think it's a couple of shows if i'm not mistaken without them or something or they didn't give as much airtime but but then again jerry seinfeld was the brilliant it's, it's you know it's yeah it's a lot different him and larry david yeah it's a lot different yeah it wasn't like he was just starting out jerry seinfeld he had like an establishment it was his idea and then they worked together this was let's throw six people let's get them together, do a lot of, you know, auditioning and whatever. But it was, it was, you know, it was funny to see them all, you know, 17 years later and how they look and different and in some ways and things. But uh, it wasn't bad, uh, you know, for reunion shows. I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to get out of them, you know what I mean, really. You know, it's more just seeing, like, what they look like and how they've, you know, basically aged or look better or didn't or whatever. It's but, always nostalgia with that stuff, yeah. I think. And for me, nostalgia is a very powerful drug. So, I, I mean, I yeah. get it. I don't know why. It's, like, one of those things that was, like, I really loved it at the time, but I've really not, like, returned to Friends. I've never been, like, I need to, like, I'll watch a Frasier episode if it's on. Right. But, like, both Friends and, in some ways, Seinfeld don't hold up as they did before, where it's like, I, I think I, I like Curb Your Enthusiasm more than Seinfeld. 
I like. Um, well, Seinfeld. Know. There's a lot of people that like. It's a die lot hard. of people yeah. that. And I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, but yeah. But I don't watch like reruns. I'm not. I can't quote it like a lot of people can or whatever. And Friends now that it's on, maybe once in a while I'll just like you know I'll put it on because they even had David Beckham. That's uh, right. Yeah. Talking about like he did it like just watching an episode and makes him feel better if he's down. He puts on a Friends episode and. Like it did, I guess, hit a lot of different people, and you know, yeah. or they paid David Beckham three million to say, "Hey, yeah, would you say that the episode you like?" Sh- show shows or shows do that for me though too. I'll put on something that'll make me feel better, you know. Oh, it's yeah, like, you know. I mean, because I never thought like I don't watch a lot of like regular TV, commercial TV, because I yeah. can't stand the commercial. But now that it's on, you get twenty two minutes of the episode. Yeah, I might just put in a couple. Like I, like uh, I, mom was saying, well, we'll watch the pilot maybe check out the first one and yeah. see you know what i mean but you know it, it was what it was it was on hbo we got it. i said hey, let's give it a shot it wasn't it wasn't bad james corden was the the host people the, hated him being the host for whatever reason i don't I, you know i don't know how else you're going to do it unless they just had i thought they might do it like they did it like from like their apartments and everything yeah i thought they might just be sitting around a table at central perk where they used to be and just BSing about like you know how yeah. did you did you think this was gonna like just them each other just doing that but they had to have a little bit of an audience and you know with COVID there wasn't like yeah. this whole thing and everything but just like the actors sitting around the table and just saying man how would what we were like basically not big stars into what we yeah know, five years insane. four years yeah because yeah. they did say at one point only they knew what it was like to be that to be on a show that that was successful. It, it's you like know? it's like the in some ways like Beatlemania. Like the well, only they talked about that, were that in it, you know, like yeah. because you don't know. It's like being on a, like the Chicago Bulls at that time when they went to a different city. They were what they were, but only they knew the players knew what it was like to be part of that because everybody wanted to see you either lose a game or see Jordan and the Jordanaires. You know what I mean? That's what it was. And it was the same thing with this. So that would have been interesting more to delve into it, how they dealt with it, like, psychologically, going from yeah, I certain things to, to like, you know, now, like, just sitting around yeah. going, you know, like, hey, remember that scene? And most of them didn't, like, say, hey, you remember that scene you were in? They're like, no, I don't remember. Like, it was, like, things they didn't remember of the show. And I was like, like, at one point, Courtney Cox used to write her, her, her dialogue on, on a table. Matt LeBlanc went over one day and wiped it all out. And he said, hey, you remember when I did it? She goes, no, why would you, that was so mean. Like, and she, like, you don't remember that when you had your whole dialogue written out on a table because you're doing it and you couldn't remember it. And he went in and wiped it out. And she said, oh yeah, I used to write it even on the fruit basket. I would write like some words down or something to remember me. And I'm like, but when he said, hey, do you remember when I did that thing? She goes, no, that was mean. Why would you do that? I was like, I would cut that out of a nine yeah, minute special right. if your like, story is not going anywhere. If your story is not going anywhere, she's like, yes, I never knew who did that or whatever. Like he said, you don't remember I did it, and I was like, well, that would have been funny to get into. Like, did you have your little quirks or what you did? Like because you were so iconic. Yeah. Rather than uh, then there was a scene where they're throwing a ball. They say, do you remember that the movie with the I mean, the episode with the ball? And they're like, I don't remember the ball thing. And then they show the clip of it. Would have been like, yeah, I. That just sounds like who the hell wants to see a thing of a bunch of people like no I don't, I don't remember it was like that had no impact like, I don't in my hate life. any of it's the also, cast or yeah. it's also going to be tough because like with streaming and stuff fans 
have watched it. Like, right. even though an episode aired in 94, they probably watched it as early as, like, the night before. So they're, like, all fresh in their minds, and the right. actors probably never even watched the episode. Well, yeah, yeah like they, they say, someone like, I hadn't watched it in forever, and then now their kids are getting into it, so they're watching the shows and stuff. It's not like... How could you not remember that scene, you know, yeah. David Schwimmer, when you're throwing the ball in the room? You know, like, you know, I have a life, That just too, doesn't sound like great content. The people that you're bringing back Yeah, you back didn't to get a lot. Like, I would have liked, if you're ever going to do that, it's like when they even get old athletes talking about, like, teams they played on. Hey, you remember this or that? And it, I would have liked that more. Like, geez, remember, like, when we started to... Three years into it, five years into it, you know, because for like six years in a row, they were the number one watched show in Didn't America. There was, there was, which is it's there you is think n- about it, nothing now that equals that. There's nothing that like mass say, appeal that ma- that like right. because of streaming, because of the internet, because well, right of, in '94 have... there was no, you know, it was it wasn't like it is now. You had yeah. HBO, you had show, you had that, but you didn't have like. Like we said, Hulu, Am- Apple TV, you know. Uh, Am- and you could only watch it Thursday night, 9 o'clock. Right. And if you missed that episode Friday morning, you were Unless out of every you conversation. had a, a DVR to tape it uh, at that point. And had a, to VCR. Catch or a VCR. You had a VCR, yeah. You know, at that point in 94. You know, but it was. you had It was, like they said, must-see TV. Now, you know, you, you can, can watch get TV whenever. Whenever. It's not like, oh my God, I'll catch it. Ah, I'll catch it. Because it, it was on a couple of days. And I just saw it last night. Now it had aired a few. It wasn't like, I've got to be right in front of my TV for the Friends reunion thing. You know what I mean? It's it's hard to do those shows. Any kind it of is, yeah. I think the, the two toughest things are the last show of the series. Whatever it is. Yeah. You know, like, just how do we end this thing that we thought would take over, wouldn't take over. And then when you do, like, reunion things. Like, how do you talk about... 10 years of, you know, doing it unless you spend more time. Like, they, they, they kind of fluffed it with some silly things, which... That's some stuff, too. It's like, I don't know... Because I heard that there's, like, a bunch of celebrities that get involved with this. And it's like, well, it's the Friends reunion. Right, I well, they, they didn't really have a lot of... of cele- they had Tom Selleck. Didn't, like, Malala Yousafzai, I saw, like, she was supposed to, like, say something about Friends? Man, I, I I I remember seeing that it was like global celebrities were going to say. Well, something. they had like well little right. They had little clips of people, but I'm saying like how it impacted different people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying people that appeared on the show, like they had Elliot right. Gould and Christina Pickles, who was the mother and father of Ross. Then they had uh, Tom Selleck came on. Right. Then they had like one silly thing where they had at the one time the barbershop quartet. That was talking about they brought all those people back. Did Gunther come back? They had Gun, but Gunther was on uh, zoomed in. He they wasn't didn't even let him. Okay. Well, I guess maybe yeah. with COVID at that point, yes. and when they did, it, and then they had the the guy that was the Joey hand like the hand, the hand model, model guy yeah. who was in the Odd Couple with Matthew Perry. They were Felix and Oscar when they redid the uh, Odd yeah, Couple. I don't yeah. know the, Tom Tom Lennon. Right, Tom I've seen Lennon, the yeah. guy. Right, so I was like. This is what you like, you know what I mean? And they had Reese Witherspoon talking about being Rachel's sister, and uh, but she wasn't like at the thing. But you know, I mean, I'm delving yeah. into much the friends here, and it's kind of like well, we spent people. an hour and a half. But I'm just saying, it's like you know, if you're gonna do that, like they did have a major impact for ten years of being on TV. Like they, they did, they talked a little bit of like it, uh, about it, but 
I'm like, yeah, give me a little bit, like, more of, like, ending the show. They decided it was time to end it, and I get it, because you went on to do, like, she went on to do a lot of movies, Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox had another show. David Schwimmer, like, he's done some, you know. He's done some things. I mean, uh. Well, he did Band of Brothers. And, yeah. And, well, that was uh, the same time. Oh, that was the same time. You're right. You're right. He did do it at the same time. And Matt LeBlanc had his own show. Episodes was really funny. Episode, but actually. he had one before that. Joey or whatever. Well, there was Joey. Joey was like, yeah. Bombed. But, you know, and, and Matthew Perry did was doing movies, uh, you know. Um, so they all had, like, careers afterwards, but their money it's stream is, yeah. is just flowing in from the repeats of, of doing it. I mean, they're... They should be set for for life. Hopefully, I don't have to hear any of the Friends cast. Doesn't you know, I'm sure that they're fine. I'm, yeah, be I'm fine. not going to throw a benefit for uh, for any of them. But that was I just wanted to you know talk about that a little bit. Anything you're looking forward to? Shows, movies, um, anything that's coming out that there's a show. But you don't. You said Apple TV now. Ted Lasso's coming out in July. Yeah, but we have Apple TV. You should just. Come here, and I'm telling you, I'll you watched it. Ted Lasso a little bit, have you? Or have you I watched a little bit of it. I didn't I'll, watch I'll, I'll, I'll figure out how I to think get you. I think you'd like it. I, I really do. That's Kim, a, Kim's Convenience is coming back to Netflix. The last season, a uh, Kim's Convenience. It's a it's a cute Canadian show that I like. It's like a Schitt's Creek kind of. Really? Yeah. Well, that was done in Canada too. Exactly. Right? So it's right. it's 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 nice Canadian humor. <laughs> you can't nice, be a good Canadian can't humor. Be some they are very Canadians. friendly people. The They're Canadians, just a, you know, a friendly group of people. So I was gonna just one other thing I want to mention. I'm gonna talk about this guy more. His name is Brendan White. He's a pitcher, minor leagues Detroit Tigers. He's a friend of a friend of Georgette Fusco's. Who I met his mom uh, one day. They were at a um, Swap meet or something. They had uh, Georgette sells horseshoes, mm-hmm. so we were there and they introduced him on to us. This kid's in the Tigers organization, minor leaguer. He pitched at Siena, so we're gonna. He's gonna be my new favorite baseball player. I'm gonna follow this guy. And we're gonna talk about his every time we do another podcast from now on, just to give you an idea. But he's a Detroit Tigers minor leaguer. Pitch at Siena. He's doing well this year. That's just a little tease. We're gonna hit him more, but every time What's we do a name? podcast, Brendan White. Brendan White. Uh, his mom was very, very nice lady. And uh, Georgette is great. We all know Georgette. And she uh, said, and I started talking to, to the mom about him, and he got drafted. And then last year, with the minor leagues being wiped out, you know, they didn't play any, you know, it was terrible, you know, well, uh, we, uh, last year for, yeah. for all the minor leaguers. And they cut some minor league even affiliates too. But this guy hung out. He was drafted in the 26th round. Because baseball, you, they their rounds go on forever. It's like hockey. They have a lot of... 137. You know what I mean? You can go this 26th round. Like, I think Piazza was drafted in the 62nd round. So it just shows you. But this kid is... where I'm going to comment them on him every, uh, every podcast. Just want to throw a little shout out. And uh, there's nothing else to add. We want to add. Uh, well, we, we we talked a lot about Vegas in this episode, be it Bond or or that terrible movie. Right. So let's just say we'll put it all on white. Yeah. <laughs> like in the roulette wheel, we'll put right. it all on white. So. All right. Good so luck to you. That ends the podcast, and uh, stay tuned. Thank you.